brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Welcome to Honest Money. Uh, you, you've got me going solo to, to again today, and uh, we're, we're talking about how you align your investments with your personal values. So, so some people will feel very strongly that if they're investing their money, they want to make sure that their money is going into causes that are uh, important to them. So, so you know, very obviously, people will want to make sure that they're investing, uh, you, know, you know, in something that saves the environment. You know, that that you're not investing in in businesses that are actually harmful to the environment. And 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 you know, another example will be. You don't want to support businesses, for example, for, for example, in South Africa's history that might have been uh, a party to corruption in our country, or uh, you know, businesses that use child labour, you know, in some some dictatorship somewhere. So, in general, you know, th there is a phrase for this, and it's it's called social and responsible investing, or uh, ESG, environmental and sustainable and governance uh, factors when you invest. So, so kind of there there. It's become a little bit of a catchphrase, ESG, or, or, or socially responsible investing, and and I think it's important to understand a product. So, so the kind of the, the the ESG product, there'll be an ESG ETF or an ESG fund uh, versus the principles of what you want to do with your money, uh, and and so. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer to say to people, you know, we do want, a lot of us will, will want to invest according to our values, according to things that are, are important to us. So for me, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm investing my money, not doing harm to, to the environment, uh, making sure that we do the greatest good for the most number of people, uh, but I want to do it in a sensible and rational way. Whereas someone else might say, uh, no, I, I will never invest uh, according to those kinds of values. What I want to do is maximize my profits, and then I'll take my money and go and allocate that to a charity or a cause or, a, or, or an NGO that I believe in that then um, has a big impact that way. So, so I think understanding that, that this is quite a wide and diverse uh, uh, kind of an area. And, and then lastly, uh, we, we also need to just figure out uh, th that a lot of these products get uh, labels because they're good marketing angles and not necessarily because they're aligning with the values that they've got on the box. Uh, and, and so I think that, you know, and maybe let's just talk about that last uh, point first. Uh, the, you know, the, the financial services industry loves kind of packaging and labeling products to, to kind of take care of or, or take advantage of a trend. And, and I'd, I'm clear here that it's not all financial services companies, but there are a few kind of repeat offenders where they'll, you know, when tech is the flavor of the month, they'll launch a tech product. And then uh, when tech goes out of flavor and it's ESG, they'll launch an ESG product. And, and they're continuously launching products uh, to kind of take care of a fashion of, of the moment. And from my perspective, that's incredibly dangerous for two reasons. Firstly, by the time something has become well-known and fashionable and, and kind of you know, popular as an investment trend, the likelihood is that, that that investment bubble is about to burst and you're probably going to see the thing falling over. Uh, we, we've seen that time and time again you, you know, in the history of markets, whether it's cryptos, whether it's tech shares, whether it's Robinhood, uh, all of the kind of big themes in the world, when they become popular, when your hairdresser is telling you to make an, uh, make an investment decision, uh, with all respect to hairdressers, uh, the reason they know about it is because all their clients are talking about it and, and, and it's become popular. 
that's not a good time to be an investor in anything. You, you don't invest according to a fashion. So in a, in a situation like this, where some company is now launching an ESG fund or an ESG exchange traded fund or whatever it is, a product, uh, doesn't matter. Just make sure that you're investing for the right reasons and you're choosing the right provider uh, that isn't just pumping, uh, you, you know, kind of the latest thing to make a whole lot of money and then they'll dump it l later when it becomes unpopular again. There, there are lots of repeat offenders in the financial services space. So what you're looking for uh, are, are companies that would say, look, we take responsible investing seriously. We do a lot of homework on it. And, uh, and this is how we do our homework and how we allocate money. You, you want to see a proper kind of philosophy and approach to, to the way that, uh, that, that they look at this and, and the way that they allocate money to causes, whether it's education or the environment or governance or, or big social themes, you know, for, for example, you know, the, the, the gender inequality pay gap, you know, that, that might be a theme that, uh, that people feel strongly about. But then the companies that you want to use to, to kind of invest your money, understand how they approach this. Uh, and and then I think we, we you know for me it's quite a big thing just to to make sure that uh, it becomes core to the investment approach and the investment philosophy of a of a financial services company that you're supporting. Don't worry too much about choosing a very specific ESG fund or an SRI, socially responsible investing fund. R rather say I'm allocating money to companies that take this seriously and it's part of their DNA as an investment company uh, and and not just a product that they've got out there because. You know, they might have the ESG product and it might be stacked up right next to their, you know, fossil fuel product. And, and then what are the values? So, so I think just be careful there. If we're talking about, uh, let's just say, greenwashing, you know, and that, that's kind of a thing, that, a real bugbear of mine. There, there are a lot of companies out there that try to get, uh, you know, credibility that they're, they're managing their businesses and they're managing assets, you know, in, a, in an environmentally sustainable way. That, that's a very nice philosophy and, and it's, it's a value that we can all get behind. But there are a lot of companies out there that are incredibly cynical about this. So, so they will go out there and, uh, you know, be, be the biggest polluter around, be the biggest polluter in South Africa and, you know, and using 10 billion rand a year to, to kind of uh, pollute the environment with their production. And they'll, they'll then go and take a million rand a year and start uh, investigating or t do like a tiny little project for green hydrogen. And what will they do on their marketing? They'll spend all their marketing money promoting their efforts into green hydrogen with a million rand a year, but they're not going to tell you it's a million rand a year. And they'll continue to make billions and billions out of polluting the environment from their fossil fuel business or their chemical business or whatever it is. Uh, so, so I think for me, that's classic greenwashing. It's deeply cynical and, and something we, you know, we kind of need to be aware of. Uh, and, and the fact that a company might be really bad polluter if they're good at ticking boxes to say, gee, we're, you know, we, we treat our staff well, you know, we, pay, we pay them good salaries and we're good employers and uh, you, you know, so we take care of the governance, you know, we're not corrupt and all of those things, they might score really well on social and governance and, and pathetically on the environmental aspect of what they do, but, but on an overall basis, on an ESG scorecard that puts all of that stuff together, you know, a, a massive polluter might, might still do incredibly well on an ESG index. And if you're blindly buying an, an ESG fund or an ESG ETF, thinking that you're doing no harm to the environment, you, you might be supporting an incredible polluter. Uh, and, and so just understand what it is that you're buying. You can't just rely on the, on the picture on the box. And I think also, let, let's just talk about environmental damage and, and how do you allocate your money to businesses that are going to do the greatest good in the future? 
one, one of the things that bothers me about cancel culture when it comes to investing is, you know, people could say, I'm not going to allocate any money to XYZ fossil fuel company because, you know, they go and extract oil from the ground or they, you know, do deep sea mining or deep sea oil rigs and, and they're getting gas and they're, you know, they're extracting fossil fuels and, and burning that fossil fuel, uh, in, you know, to the detriment of the environment. I'm not supporting that business. What I am going to do is I'm going to go and find some new business that's just started last week and, and they're going to do some research and one day they're going to launch nuclear fusion or uh, green hydrogen or something that's untested and, and might never have an impact in, in, in the world. Allocating money to something completely new on a very small scale might make you feel better, but how much impact is it having on actually reducing carbon footprint in the world? How much impact is it actually having on reducing the way we use fossil fuels? If you look at big fossil fuel companies, there are some that are just going ahead and absolutely destroying the environment and maximizing profits, and they don't care about the future, they're maximizing their return today. Those are companies I, I wouldn't allocate money to. But there are some, some old-style fossil fuel companies that have looked at their, their business model, looked at the world, and said, frankly, we've got to make a change. And so what they're doing is they're investing heavily with large amounts of money in renewable energies, finding ways to kind of take their energy distribution, which is what they did in the past, and adapting it on a huge scale to to the, the future fit the business and to potentially to, to make a much smaller impact on, on the world, and maybe even help the world. If I find a fossil fuel company, uh, you know, that's got a bad history, but but is really making a huge amount of effort and, and allocating billions of dollars to, to the future and to making our, our, our world a better place, I'm going to allocate money to that business. The, the fact that they've got fossil fuels still is a problem for me, but I know that as an energy company, they're going to have a massive impact on reducing their fossil fuels over time and migrate that to, to kind of making a big impact on the, on the environment in the future. That's worth allocating money to. You know, if, if we find green hydrogen becomes a thing that really works on a big scale, I'll invest in it. That, that, that makes sense to me. But I'm not going to allocate money to some research and development house that, you know, promises the world and delivers nothing uh, while we could have been allocating money and forcing big old style companies to change their ways. I, I think we need to change our cancel culture to an engagement culture. We, we need to be as investors, uh, making sure that when we vote at general meetings and when we kind of put out our displeasure to companies that are doing badly, we force them to be better. Don't just stop. Don't just disinvest. Uh, you need to engage. You know, companies don't work if you just ignore them. You've got to engage them properly. And, and make them be better. Eventually, those companies are being managed by parents, you know, who have young children, who are worried about the future. Uh, and, and so they're sitting with the same sets of concerns we have, and they might be making an enormous uh, in investment in the future. We just don't know because we're ignoring them or we're shouting at them. And, and I think our view here is let's engage, let's understand what we're doing and be careful about how we invest. And, you know, and I think it applies in South Africa as well. All of us want to allocate money to renewable energy. If I can find a renewable energy investment that you know that's adding uh, electricity to the grid or adding electricity to a town or a city or a group of houses in a sustainable really kind of growth oriented way that's that's great but i also want to choose an investment that's low cost that's transparent uh, you know that that's going to give me a return it's not just a donation to a, a charity if i wanted to make donations that's a different conversation altogether. This is honest money. We're worrying about how we grow our money and how we save the, the, the world at the same time. And, and I feel 
uh, be careful when you make investments uh, into things that are being promoted at you as just green, you know, just sustainable or just ESG. Uh, you know, look at the fees. Look at how they're doing, how, how they're actually managing their businesses. Look at how much money they're making out of the deal. You know, a lot of the time, there is some poor person at the end of the chain of of money that's kind of just started a, a little farming enterprise or just started planting trees. And you know, out of every hundred rand you're allocating to some product provider, the, the the poor farmer at the end is getting like fifty cents, and the product provider is getting ninety rand, and then everyone else is getting the the, the difference. Make sure that your money is being allocated uh, correctly and fairly, where it has the biggest impact. And sometimes that means avoiding all of the products that have got ESG or environmental or sustainable or renewable in their name. Sometimes it means you invest your money. You take some of that money every year and you go and allocate it to a farmer or a charity or a non, uh, non-governmental organization that's really making an impact and, and you know where your money is going. There are many ways that you can uh, achieve objectives that align your money with your values. Uh, I think the worst one for me, and it, it's, it's my own opinion, is, uh, is just canceling, just cancel culture. I, I think uh, we, you know, the, the, the South African stock market is just too small to kind of ignore all the companies on the on the JSE that are currently polluting, if they're currently polluting, but doing everything they can to not pollute anymore and to become better and, and contributors to our country and to our society, and there are currently big employers, those are big businesses to consider. Those are big businesses to make sure that they are doing things in a more sustainable way every day. And in time, they become positive contributors to our country in every aspect. But that's what we should be doing in, in, in South Africa. And if you're not sitting in South Africa and you're sitting elsewhere in the world, uh, allocate your money that way as well. I think, you, you know, don't be too naive in, in, in just taking a marketing story from a product provider. Understand marketing uh, marketing's what the, jo- the job of a product provider, your job as an investor is to do your homework, prepare yourself, arm yourself with information, and be a little bit skeptical when, when kind of people are, are bragging about their green credentials or their social credentials. Why are they not just bragging about the investment credentials? And as part of that, their green and social credentials are stacked up because that's long-term sustainable thinking that leads to good long-term sustainable investment rewards. Be kind of aware on this. I think it's it's a, it's a gray area. Um, I'm hoping it becomes a green area, and and you know that's why we've got green in our logo. You know, we're we're about the future. So so just understand. Uh, you know, we need to do our homework on this. Thank you for listening, and and uh, I, I hope you find this useful. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. 